making the classics readable, relevant, and fun. Each episode, we'll discuss one classic book and share some recommendations for more contemporary reads that feature similar themes. As two nerdy bookworms, we appreciate the role of classic lit, but we won't get too academic about it. We'll talk about the books we love and the books we loathe, and help stock your TBR pile with old and new reads for every literary taste. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I am good. I just had the most delicious and decadent lunch. I am sipping some tea, and we are getting ready to talk about a lot of books. I know. I'm really excited. This is our gift guide episode, and today I wandered into my local antiques market. It's like a, you know, where people have different booths and stuff. I masked up and went in there just like to treat myself at the end of the week. I didn't even buy anything. I just like to wander. And they had holiday decorations already, like wintry snowmen and all of that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's coming faster than ever. A lot of small businesses are encouraging people to purchase their holiday gifts early this year just to combat what's sure to be wild shipping issues and timing. So we are excited to release this as early as we could possibly get it done (laughs) to help people out. Yeah, and we are staying true to our mission and we're going to be pairing our gift book selections with some other really great and thoughtful gift ideas. And We have a mix in here of small businesses that we love to support, and of course, we always encourage people to use their local indie bookstore or order from bookshop.org when they can. So we will be mentioning a lot of book titles, some great gift ideas, and instead of your regular show notes, you'll find a link to a blog post in the show notes today that will have all of the books we mentioned, all of the gifts we mentioned, and links where you can find them to order online. And probably some extra goodies that we can't resist mentioning as part of our gift guide. So that's going to be really fun to take a look at. But today, this episode is a lot of fun because we thought of different types of readers that you might be purchasing gifts for. And we're going to recommend some books based on those readerly sorts. Of course, this does not cover every single type of reader, but we are not the only podcaster gift guide out there. Um, So if you have something specific that we're missing, you can always send us a message and maybe we'll have a recommendation for um, a more obscure reading taste for someone in your life. Oh, totally. Should we get right into these? Yeah, let's do it. So of course, being who we are, (laughs) and the mission of our show, we had to start with some great gifts for classics nerds, or maybe people who are starting to get into the classics. So Chelsea, what's one of your gift recommendations for people who love classics? I really love the collection of Jane Austen's letters. I think that this is really fun for classics nerds because I think A lot of people own Austen's novels, but they might not have her letters. It's a pretty thick volume, and this is a fun book to just 
like flip open a page, put your finger on it and see what kind of sassy witty thing she's saying or writing to her sister. And I think that this makes a great gift because it's like a good coffee table book or something for someone to have on their shelf. And it pairs really well with stationery. I think that really cute note cards are always a good present. And there are some really pretty Jane Austen note cards and postcards out there to pair with a collection of her letters. And I think especially right now, snail mail is just really sweet. So I think Jane Austen's letters would be a good pick for classics nerds. What else do you have? First, I have to say, I love that. And you know how at the end of our episodes, we have so many books added to our TBR. I feel like at the end of this episode, I'm going to have a very excessive holiday gift wish list. (laughs) So So true. Sorry to my loved ones. Um, (laughs) My first recommendation for Classics Nerds is a book I just loved called A Secret Sisterhood, The Literary Friendships of Jane Austen, Charlotte Bronte, George Eliot, and Virginia Woolf. And it's a nonfiction book about those four women authors and the friendships with other women that kind of sustained them and enriched their writing lives. And it was just so interesting to hear about their friendships, both with other writers, but also just other important women in their lives. And I think this gift is great for somebody who wants to learn a little bit more about some of their favorite authors without committing to a full, chunky biography of one of these women. I learned so much from this book, and I think other classics readers would love it too. And I think it would pair well with cute merch about any of those authors. (laughs) I found a great little pouch and notebook set on Society6 that has the author's names on them, and I think something like that would be super cute. And I love pouches. Every classics nerd needs a pencil pouch to keep their highlighters and book darts in. At least one. (laughs) I also think that the Toni Morrison book club would be a great gift for a classics nerd because it's a book about Toni Morrison's, like, maybe not all of her works, but some of her main books. And I think that it would pair really well with some merch from our friend Jamise Harper of Diverse Spines. Of course, the uh, Diverse Spines mug is a great pick. That's one of your favorite objects ever, Sarah. (laughs) Um, But I think that Jamise has some really cute like sweatshirts and t-shirts now as well. So I think that that book would pair really well with any of the, the fun items in that collection. And then finally, I have for classics nerds, the Penguin Classics book. So have you seen this, Chelsea? It's a it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like a coffee table sized book. It's cloth bound and it has that penguin orange on it. And you flip through it and it's illustrated with various editions of all of the classics that Penguin has published and you can read about the history of the editions and the authors. I have this book. I flip through it fairly regularly. It does sit on our coffee table because it's just so pretty. And there are also matching postcards you can get. I'm not sure if they're technically a set or were published in the same time, but there are Penguin book cover postcards that have pictures of 
of various classics. I actually used those when I was writing letters to encourage people to vote, and it was fun to pick out which book covers I wanted to send to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a sucker for stationery and cards and postcards, so that sounds really fun. Our next type of reader that we're going to recommend books for here, this is just like general crowd-pleasing, lots of different types of writers might enjoy these works. So what are the general crowd-pleasers? Like you can't really go wrong with, with these recommendations for pretty much anyone. So when I think about those books, I think about kind of like John Grisham and Dan Brown and just the books that you people buy to to breeze, not even breeze through, but really get engaged in and everyone loves them. But I wanted to maybe give a little bit of like a bestseller sort of vibe, but similar types of books. So one I know we both read and enjoyed is The River by Peter Heller. It's thrilling. It's set on a camping trip that goes wildly wrong And it's a book that has beautiful writing, but also that you really can't put down. The pacing is great. And I think this would pair really well with a candle from my favorite candle company, Old Pine Candle Company. They have a scent called Mountain Man, and (laughs) (laughs) it smells woodsy and musky. Honestly, it smells kind of sexy. I really like this candle (laughs) smell. And it would go so well with gifting the river. They also have gift sets that come with like a wick trimmer and candle coaster and everything. So that'd be a super cute gift. Another book I thought of brand new is The Coyotes of Carthage by Stephen Wright. And this is like a political thriller that looks at special interest groups in the South trying to get their their laws passed in um, legal, but maybe upsetting ways. I really, I flew through this book on my Kindle and then I ordered a hard copy so I could pass it along to my husband. And I think a general crowd pleaser gift to pair with any of these would be a great bookish tote. Every reader loves a tote bag. And you can never have too many. Agreed. Especially because most stores I I mean, I shop at Aldi and you always have to bring your own bags, but like Target and various grocery stores are moving towards not having free grocery bags for you. So the more bookish totes, they're not just for books. Great point. Um, And also definitely um, I'm adding the Coyotes of Carthage to my shopping list for my husband because that sounds like a book he would really love. Yeah, I also love Stephen Wright as a Black author, and this book deals with race in the South as well, and that's not always something you see in political thrillers, and so I just think this book was fantastic. I think another crowd pleaser this holiday season is Barack Obama's memoir that's coming out, A Promised Land. I mean, the pre-orders are just through the roof on this one, so much so that they have been like shipping books overseas because they the production was such that they needed to make the books, like literally bind them overseas and ship just tons of these books oh, like to the United States so that there would be enough for all of us to read wow. <laughs> in time. Isn't that wild? That is I'll have to wild. Link, um, an article about that. But I, I mean, I think that that's just like general crowd pleaser. It's the big book of the year. 
independent bookstores are really excited about this one. And I think a great gift to pair with that one would be a Libro FM subscription. This has really been heralded as the book that could save a lot of independent bookstores <laughs> yeah. just because of pre-orders and being able to really like sustain with with this big title. And Libro FM does such an incredible job of supporting independent bookstores as well. I also just think that this is going to be a really great book on audio. So getting someone the book from Libro FM along with a gift subscription, I think is a great idea so that they can listen to it and look forward to listening to more books down the road. So I I just think memoir and audiobooks go together. So we'll make sure that we have our gift membership linked uh, in our show notes and on our gift guide. Absolutely. And Libro FM is doing a deal where if you do pre-order Obama's memoir from an independent bookstore, you can earn a free audiobook from Libro FM. And that counts if you give it as a gift too. So if you buy five Obama memoirs from your local indie for five people on your list, that's five audiobooks for you. So everybody wins. Absolutely. All right. I think that this is a good book to transition into our next category because I think that the Obama memoir would also work really well as a gift for the history buffs. So what are some books on your list that you would recommend for your favorite history buff? Well, this was the big book last year or maybe two years ago, but I have a feeling there are plenty of history buffs who haven't gotten around yet to These Truths by Jill Lepore. I have not finished this book. I don't know when I will, but I've read about half of it and gosh, it is so good. Jill Lepore wanted to write a cohesive but kind of broad-lensed examination of U.S. history. And she talks in, in her prologue about how history books have gotten so specific and so focused over the years, and there's no problem with that, but she really wanted to write a general history of the U.S. But she does such a good job of really telling the story in a way that feels like there's not an agenda to it. However, she makes sure that she's actively working not to leave out anyone's voices and stories. And so I felt like it was a much more cohesive look at American history than anything else I've read. But I didn't feel like she was pushing any sort of political agenda with it. Not that I mind that in my history books either. I, I enjoy that. But this was just, it felt like you could use this as a textbook, but the best textbook ever because the way she writes and tells stories is so engaging. So I loved that one. My husband loved it too. It's great on audio, but the the paper copy is just so thick and has a great cover. So it's a great gift. And that would pair well with something like an RBG mug, which I also have and love and keep on my desk. (laughs) I agree. When I think of history buffs, I think of readers like my dad who just cannot get enough World War II history books. Like no matter how many documentaries he watches or how many books he reads, that is what he wants to keep reading. And I think that those readers can be hard to shop for because it seems like they have read everything or like they know everything about World War II. And of course, there's no way to know everything. 
But I, I think that this book might be a good fit. It's called The Unwomanly Face of War, An Oral History of Women in World War II. And it's by Svetlana Alexievich. And this is a nonfiction book in translation. Alexievich is Russian. And she is a well-renowned journalist, has won many awards. And this book is about the women who served in World War II or who made many sacrifices. And it's based on interviews. So that's why it's an oral history. So the storytelling is fantastic. It's a slim book. So for history buffs who, like me, I would consider myself a history buff. I love history, but I don't love like the big chunky books all the time. This is a slim volume, so it might also pair really well if you want to gift it with a fiction book like The Huntress or The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. I think that it would work really well with that. So, And I just think a book in translation is a great way to get a, a book that's not on the radar. So um, the title, again, is The Unwomanly Face of War, An Oral History of Women in World War II. Oh, I love that. Just to throw out a couple more titles, Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X. Kendi is, of course, a big book this year. It was really hard to find copies of. Back in the spring when we were seeing a huge rise in sales of anti-racist books. So there might be a history buff out there who you're gifting to who wanted this but couldn't track it down themselves. That'd be a great gift in a totally different vein. But because I've been reading a lot of witchy books lately, I love The Witches by Stacey Schiff, which is a nonfiction book about the Salem witch trials. I was actually gifted this. A couple years ago, and I love getting nonfiction books as gifts because I pretty much buy myself whatever fiction book I want to read or track it down some way, but I don't do the same for nonfiction. So there might be people in your life who, who feel the same if you feel like they've read every work of fiction out there or at least have bought it for themselves, going with something specific and nonfiction like The Witches could be a good good gift. Mm-hmm. And I'll just toss out one more title because this one is on my personal wish list. The Dead Are Arising, The Life of Malcolm X by Les Payne. This is on the National Book Award long list for, it might even be on the short list for nonfiction. And it is just supposed to be really, really good. So I'm really looking forward to reading that one. And since it's brand new, chances are your history buff might not have gotten to it yet. I think some gifts that pair really well for history buffs, maps. I think maps are a crowd pleaser in general because they look beautiful on the wall, but there are some really unique maps that you can get. And then this is just because my dad and my husband are both history buffs and their obsession is with watches. And that's just like <laughs> something I associate with like history reading dads. <laughs> they really yeah. like watches and like, I don't know, they don't have to be super fancy, but they're no, always wearing a watch. And yeah. it just. <laughs> that's so funny. The One of the history teachers at my former school was really obsessed with watches and even had like a monthly watch subscription. I mean, I don't know how many watches you need in your life, but maybe we can track down a subscription like that and stick it in the show notes too. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. We 
talked about history. Now we're going to talk about full fantasy escapist reads. So Chelsea, what's, what's a book you would gift to your fantasy escapist? Well, I'm married to one of those and one of his favorite maybe possessions in general, but one of his favorite books is The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. But he has this really beautiful special edition that has like this gold and red and cream and black cover. And the pages are tinted, like the edges of the pages are tinted. It's this beautiful, thick, hardcover version. And I know that many fantasy readers love that book. But that special edition specifically, I think would just be perfect for gifting. So um, I'll make sure that the correct edition of that is linked. And then I think one of the biggest titles of this season is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And this is a little bit of a genre mashup. Like there's some historical fiction to it, um, maybe even some literary elements. And so I think that for fantasy readers, that might be just a good maybe something that's like a little outside of their radar or outside of their reading comfort zone. That's a great idea. I thought for this, the Outlander series is a great gift. Even if somebody's read them, they come in beautiful boxed sets, or maybe there's a reader who you know is looking both for a great escape, but also a series that they can really hunker down with this winter. And I think a great gift would be to also give them a beautiful knit cowl like Claire wears in the series, and which I just am so envious of every time I watch. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And under the radar, I think, fantasy novel that I read and enjoyed recently is The Bird King by G. Willow Wilson, and it takes place during the Spanish Inquisition in Granada, which was like the last Muslim stronghold in Spain. And it's about two characters who flee. And there's a map maker, a magical map maker in the book. And it's so lovely. And it's fantasy that introduces you to a whole, at least for me, reading, having grown up really loving Western mythology. This was not mythology I was familiar with. And I loved, loved learning about it. That sounds really good. Oh, I think you would really like this one. And the cover is so pretty, which matters in a gift. <laughs> I think so too, especially when you're gifting yeah. a book. I think if it's beautiful, that's all the better. Exactly. And then I talked about this in our Lord of the Rings episode, so I won't go into detail, but the Dictionary of Imaginary Places is a great gift for fantasy lovers. It's literally a dictionary of all of the fantasy worlds created by authors around the world and throughout time. That would make a great pairing for any fantasy book you gave, or you could pair that with a really cool fantasy map, like a Middle Earth map or a Narnia map or something like that. I love those ideas. I'm definitely stashing a lot of these away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next category is the romantics and I think of for this I'm thinking of a bunch of my girlfriends who have really been getting into rom-coms and romance novels for an escape and many of my friends are just sort of 
getting into the romance genre with perhaps some of my pushing. (laughs) But I also just think there are so many great, fun romance novels out today. So a couple that I think are super giftable, like these are broadly pleasing and they're really fun and enjoyable. The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa, which is I think going to be a film. I don't know when, but the rights were purchased. So I think it's fun to, it's fun to gift something that is potentially going to be on the screen. Talia Hibbert is one of my favorite romance authors. I think her books are hilarious. She writes a series called The Brown Sisters. The first one is Chloe Brown. My personal favorite is Take a Hint, Danny Brown, but it can be fun to gift the both books in the series. Um, I think that the third one is coming out later this year. Um, or next year, rather. And then Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade is another one that's getting a lot of buzz right now. It's it's at the top of my to-be-read list. I think that these books would pair really well with some swag from the Ripped Bodice bookstore. They're a romance bookstore in California, and they have really cute accessories and just like bookish romance fun stuff at their shop. I think that, so there's a t-shirt, there are also tote bags and stuff with this on it, but really cute t-shirt that says reading is sexy. I think that's so perfect for a romance reader. Um, And then there's this really cute coloring book that is all romance covers, and I think it's a fun nod to the Bodice Ripper cover, but I'm also thinking the Mountain Man candle that you mentioned would be really perfect for this category. Yep. I think so. <laughs> also, since you mentioned the ripped bodice, I, d- I originally didn't have anything for this category since I'm one of the romance readers you mentioned who you are introducing to the genre. But B. Coke, who's one of the owners of the ripped bodice, she has a book that came out this year called Bad and Mad, Real Heroines of the Regency. And it's kind of her response to this snide comment that oh women didn't behave like that back then in response to some of the sassy snarky heroines of historical romance and she looks back and introduces readers to those kind of badass heroines who existed in history so that would be a great gift for a romance reader too that's a really good recommendation and then speaking of Gifts for our girlfriends. I have a lot of friends who listen to true crime podcasts. I am not one of them, but I admire their bravery for <laughs> listening to true crime podcasts. What recommendations do you have for our true crime listeners? So one of my recommendations is The Night Swim by Megan Golden. I haven't read this yet, but I have it and I want to. And this is a work of fiction, but it's about a murder that then became the subject of a true crime podcast and how that podcast impacted the case and, you know, the way the mystery unfolds going forward. I think that's a really interesting convention. I know this isn't the first book to have done that, and there are certainly others um, that maybe we'll add links to in the blog post, but I, I think a true crime listener would of course enjoy a true crime book, but would maybe also enjoy a work of fiction that looks at the impacts of true crime podcasts. And then I I have, I think what, what would be a really fun pairing with this. So I don't have currently any um, day-by-day calendars, you know, where you put it on your desk and you rip the day off. But I'm thinking about getting one for myself for 2021 because 
the days are all the same and having something (laughs) (laughs) to do each day where you get to rip it off and like see so true yeah so I think those would be great gifts for for anyone for the holidays and I found a year of true crime day by day calendar so your favorite true crime buff could learn about a new case every day of 2021 that's hilarious okay I have another uh book to recommend and then I thought of another one while while you were talking to great <laughs> the first one is the Ayosawa murders by Riku Anda this is something that I paired with and then there were none on that podcast episode and it is a Japanese mystery in translation and the way that it's told it alternates perspectives and it's almost it's told kind of like in interviews mm. so the style feels very podcast adjacent to me and then another book that read like a podcast I listened to it on audio but I have heard people love it on paper as well a good girl's guide to murder by Holly Jackson I believe I'll make sure that the author's name is correct if we put that in the gift guide but that's a really fun book perfect for true crime fans and I think that if you're looking to get them a little something extra other than just the book a pair of nice headphones maybe um you know not airpods but there are a bunch of nice bluetooth headphones like that that are a more reasonable price point for gifting or I shouldn't say reasonable but accessible more budget friendly accessible (laughs) um price point for gifting and I mean I can imagine anyone who listens to podcasts all the time or audiobooks would love a a nice extra set because let's be honest sometimes you need one to keep in the car you need a set to keep at home you need a set in your purse otherwise you forget (laughs) yes absolutely um And I just thought of another book pairing while you were talking, of course. (laughs) I knew this would happen. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it might be fun for people who love true crime to go back to a classic true crime. So a great book pairing would be In Cold Blood by Truman Capote with Furious Hours by Casey Sepp. Furious Hours follows a... Um, true crime story that um, Harper Lee wanted to write about after she was after she helped Capote write in Cold Blood. So there's just great connections there, and seeing the roots of a genre as we always talk about here is really fun. And I've taught in Cold Blood, and teenagers read it and enjoy it. It's very compulsively readable. So of course we're just coming up with extra gift ideas we can't help it as we go on (laughs) so our next category is the environmentalist and so chelsea what is a great book to give to the environmentalists in our lives you sarah you paired braiding sweetgrass with love medicine on our love medicine episode and mentioned that milkweed is coming out with a beautiful special edition of the book and it truly is beautiful We mentioned that beautiful books make the best gifts. So I think that the braiding sweetgrass, I think it's a great gift in general. It's a really accessible and fascinating book, but the special edition is so pretty. So definitely the pretty milkweed edition of braiding sweetgrass. That would be such a good gift. Actually, I think I am going to be gifting that to someone. So 
I also read a couple of post-apocalyptic climate change books this year. The New Wilderness by Diane Cook and A Children's Bible by Lydia Millett. They're both fantastic. Um, I think you can't go wrong with either for somebody who really cares about climate change and where that's leading us. One is a little bit longer, the other shorter. Maybe that is helpful in making your decision. And then I thought a great pairing for this. I only heard about this company this morning because I got an Instagram ad for them. (laughs) But there's this company called Net Zero that makes really cute, sustainable products. So for example, what I was marketed today was reusable (laughs) cotton rounds. So instead of using like cotton balls on your face and throwing them out every day, they have this really cute pack of 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it comes with like a little baggie that you can put them in to throw them all in the wash together so they don't get lost in the wash. And I ordered them. The marketing worked. But I think a gift from Net Zero or just a gift card to it would be a really good gift for the environmentalist in your life. And then a book I've been kind of meaning to read for a long time is The Hidden Lives of Trees, which has just, I think it was on a bunch of award lists a few years ago. It is about the way trees kind of communicate and survive and cooperate, which honestly sounds like a little bit creepy to me, but also (laughs) (laughs) really interesting. It sounds like the trees in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Come alive. (laughs) Yeah. But that would pair well with Old Pine's Evergreen Candle, which just smells so good. And I mean, We've all been reading next to ASMR rooms, so adding a candle that smells like the book we're in just seems like another way to heighten our reading experience. I love these gifts that build ambiance. (laughs) Me too. Before we talk about gifts for the Austinites in your life and um, for aspiring writers, we want to share a little bit more about Libro FM audiobooks today. We're big audiobook listeners. I, oh gosh, I was looking at my Libro FM queue the other day and I have a bunch of really good books to listen to in there and I can't pick one. What are you listening to right now, Sarah? I am just starting boyfriend material, which I think Courtney recommended. Courtney Wallace, the incessant bookworm, recommended on our episode with her a couple weeks ago, and I just needed something super fun to recover from lots of anxiety and also to recover from serious lit fiction reading, and it is so fun, and the accents are great. So how about you, Chelsea? I think you're going to love that one. I think, so when I'm looking at my cue here, I think that the next one I'm going to listen to is She Come By It Natural. It's a book about Dolly Parton by Sarah Smarsh. And I loved the Dolly Parton's America podcast. So I think that this one's going to be a really good listen. And it's only like three hours at 1.5 speed, which I love that the Libro FM app tells me. I love so. that so much. <laughs> so convenient. So convenient. planning my listening. I so. also think that Dolly Parton book would be a great gift. Just just saying, since oh, we're talking it about would gifts. Be. I agree. It's a really cute cover. It's a cute cover and everybody loves Dolly Parton. 
that's what I learned from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We want to encourage you to switch over to Libro FM audiobooks today for your audiobook listening needs or give the gift of a membership to a beloved bookworm this holiday season. I think that it just makes such a perfect gift for this strange year where maybe we're not necessarily gathering in person. And shopping early, even for your Libro FM gift memberships, is super helpful for small businesses. Every Libro FM membership and every credit that you use goes to support independent bookstores. Yeah, and when you buy a Libro FM membership as a gift, an even larger percentage of your purchase than normal is going to independent bookstores this year. Libro FM is just, they're just the best. They are doing everything they can to help independent bookstores survive these times. And so this really is a great gift to put on your list for anyone. You can buy, I think, three-month, six-month, or 12-month membership. So there's something that fits in everyone's budget. Our listeners can get two audiobook credits for the price of one or use our affiliate link to purchase gift memberships for their beloved bookworms. Go to Libro.fm, that is L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and use the promo code NOVELPAIRINGS, or you can conveniently click on the link in our show notes or on our gift guide in order to give the gift of audiobooks this season. All right, Chelsea, speaking of our beloved bookworms, let's talk to our people the Austinites. <laughs> Our people. <laughs> I think that the greatest thing about gifting for Austinites is there are so many beautiful versions of Austin's books. And not very many people own every single one of them. There's a brand new edition of Pride and Prejudice that includes letters in it. Have you seen this, Sarah? No. <laughs> so Otherwise, it would be in my hands. <laughs> it just came out in September. It's the complete novel, and it has 19 letters from the character's correspondence. So, like, the letters that occur in the book, they are written, like, calligraphers wrote these letters out. They're folded by hand, and they're in the pages of this book. Like, you can pull out the letter and read the letter and have this like tactile experience with it as you're reading Pride and Prejudice. So you can like pretend to be Elizabeth Bennett reading Darcy's letter? Yes! Mm, Okay, well, (laughs) sounds amazing. So between that one, I think that the Penguin Clothbound classics are also so pretty, and those come in a convenient box set as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we thought a really fun pairing with either of those would be an embroidery kit. People are picking up new hobbies now that we're still spending time inside, and this winter we're going to be spending even more time inside. I got kind of into embroidery at the beginning of quarantine, and it's such a fun thing to do while listening to audiobooks. I just, I love it. What are some other Austin-related book recs and gifts? Well, these are really expensive, but I have to at least mention the Juniper Books Austin sets. They're gorgeous and I I don't own them so I don't know but they are described as being like the kind of like soft buttery leather mm. covers and I don't know if you're if you're really wanting to splurge on your Austinite 
this year. Maybe this is the year to do it uh, since we're not traveling and all of that. Um, the Juniper Books Austin sets. The Juniper Books any sets are are gorgeous. So take a look at, at those. And then I personally love the Vintage Anchor annotated Austin sets. I have all six novels and I actually have two copies of the Pride and Prejudice one. I got, I actually got them both for free at an, a teaching conference, but I wanted one that I could really mark up and add my own annotations and one that was still pristine and gorgeous. But these books are seriously annotated. So when you're flipping through them, the left-hand page has the text and then the right-hand page is all notes. And I like that because I love learning about the history, love learning more details, but I I hate flipping to end notes. I just won't flip to end notes, but if it's right there, I will look. And so those are just, they're really beautiful. They help Austin lovers get even deeper into their works. I think you and I both read the uh, annotated Emma for our Emma episode, right? Yeah, it's pretty reader-friendly. I have to say, especially with the, the setup, it's it's reader friendly and the introduction materials are excellent. Like there's a lot at the beginning to go through. Yeah. And a lot of the notes are illustrations and images. Like they're in one of the books it shows you like the way a dinner party table would be set up and what plates and forks are for what or what different dresses and carriages look like. They're super nerdy, but they are so fun. All right. Speaking of nerdy, I mean, I think that this category works well for aspiring writers or just for bookworms who are curious about like how our favorite stories get written and get made and work. So these recommendations, if you have writers in your life or someone who's maybe expressed interest in writing someday, I think that Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott would be an excellent book to gift. And I think some really fun little extra goodies to pair with it would be really nice pens. Yes. I think really nice <laughs> pens would pair well with any of these. I cannot be the only person who's like obsessed with pens and loves no. reading. <laughs> yeah. But my personal favorites are the Muji 0.38 gel pens. They're like really thin, but they glide across the page really well. Or the Sharpie S gels are amazing. The hype is real with the Sharpie S gels. <laughs> and then just like a pack of sticky notes, I think is just a really charming way to say like, I believe that you are going to need these because you are a writer. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think... Another another book that's great for aspiring writers is Playing in the Dark, Whiteness in the Literary Imagination by Toni Morrison. I only read this recently at the suggestion of our friend Bezzy over at Being a Bookworm on Instagram. And this is great for aspiring writers and people who want more depth from their reading. It's, it's fantastic. And then a beautiful notebook would be so great with this. I personally love Rifle Paper Company. They're, mm-hmm. They've got such beautiful notebooks. So we'll, of course, put some images and links to those up in the gift guide as well. 
I was just thinking that a Toni Morrison-themed gift would be so fun with playing in the dark, the Toni Morrison book club, and Beloved or The Bluest Eye or one of her other novels. How fun would that trilogy of books be to receive? Oh, that's a great gift. That actually makes me think that doing any sort of author bundle like that would be Mm -hmm. great. Like a penguin cloth bound of a Jane Austen favorite plus her letters plus our little there is no enjoyment like reading pouch that we both have. Something like that could be great. Maybe we'll put together a few bundles for the gift guide too. I think so. I was thinking we have our our gift guide idea for next year as well. (laughs) (laughs) This was really fun to come up with, Sarah. I love gift giving, so I, I really enjoyed creating this episode. Oh, yes. It was so fun. And we have more ideas. And so do be sure to click that link in our show notes. That'll take you straight to our blog where we have even more gift ideas for the bookworms in your life or maybe to add to your own list. And we cannot wait to see what you gift and receive this holiday season. Yeah, please let us know. Tag us if you are wrapping presents and something is from our gift guide. We would love to know. And feel free to tag us on Instagram at NovelPairingsPod. You can also send us emails to NovelPairingsPod at gmail.com if you have questions. And another great way to get in touch with us and support the show is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also just share the show with a friend. I think word of mouth is the best way to spread bookish enthusiasm and a little bit of joy this holiday season. Thank you to Michelle Timmons for her assistance on this gift guide and to Miles Eichner and Mark Anderson for our theme music. Next week, we'll be back with an episode on the autobiography of Malcolm X featuring Tracy Thomas of the Stacks. Until then, we declare after all, there is no enjoyment like reading. How much sooner one tires of anything than of a book.